Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. We might just be in France, but this is global. These players are icons, their stories are noble. In fact, each story into the game is gotten. It's way more than just a game. It's a player's story into the pitch and all that she overcame. It's football 2019 and this is its brand new face. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. What is up? I'm Heath. My name is Monkey. And this is Football Inside Out, a podcast from Copa 90. We're coming to you every day from the Copa 90 Clubhouse in Paris, bringing all the excitement from the 2019 Women's World Cup in France. And please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. On today's show, as part of our continuing Unsung Icon series, we're looking at some of the people who are working very, very hard behind the scenes of women's football. Today, we speak to FIFA's first female general coordinator and the venue director for Paris's Parc de Prince during the World Cup, Priscilla Janssens. But first, here are the five things you need to know going into your day. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. Number one, and just a heads up, there's no matches today. So these are going to be all very general about the uh, the, the sport we love so, so much. Uh, yeah, number one, US versus Europe. The United States are the only uh, non-European side left at this year's World Cup. Interesting. Yep. U.S. needs to represent. Represent. U.S. versus the world. It's yeah. the way we've always liked it. You know? <laughs> What's that golf tournament where it's like U.S. Which one's it called? Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It's it's the football Ryder Cup right yeah, now. Apart from is. you, there's only one of you, and there's uh, lots of us. Do you think they're aware of that? Like, I mean, of course they're aware of it, but do you think they care? Do you think no. it's like no, right? No, it's just one game at a time, crap. one one, one yeah. match at a time. Yeah, yeah. No, they've 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 been enough in enough tournaments to to not care yeah they're not well, even thinking about that people are just trying to knock them off anyway exactly number two uh, England faced Norway on Thursday with captain Steph Hooten and Millie Bright both doubts for the game through injury and illness um, there's currently a sickness bug going through the England camp apparently not good there's always been rumours <laughs> in past uh, major tournaments that there was like planted uh, sicknesses like or bugs. illnesses yeah. yeah I've heard about that before yeah um, yeah so the Steph um, injury was from the Cameroon game which we saw in the sort of last part of the match 
um, where she got a quite high, it's quite high tackle scrape down the leg. Oh, is that what it's from? It's from yeah. tackle. Yeah. One of those red cards we should have. Did they get? No, I don't know. It wasn't. Was it? Yeah. Is it yellow? Yellow. Yeah. Which I, I think it should be red. But on an upside, I did see footage of her jumping around on the beach the other day. Well, that's good news. Which is good news. So maybe there's some uh, on light Instagram? in the tunnel. I think on Instagram or Twitter. Was it a later gram or an earlier gram though? Because mm, that's the problem now. Is yeah. Somebody could just be like, I feel like posting a beach photo yeah, today. The lioness, the lioness has put one up and they were playing some sort of ball game. Not football though. Oh. With their hands. Number three, the Football Association are seeking a new sponsor for the Women's FA Cup after the deal with energy supplier SSE ran out. Come on guys, step up. Who's going to do it? Football Let's inside go. out. Right Football on, inside out. Right <laughs> on the sleeve and around You want the front stadium. sponsor for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I mean, hopefully. I, I've seen a lot of progress happening out on the back of this World Cup. So hopefully there is a sponsor that maybe wasn't an endemic brand that's now yeah. saying, I want to get into the football space because it makes sense, both think, financially and because it's something you want to do. I think this World Cup is going to be a great advertisement for that. And I'm hoping that the Women's FA Cup won't take very long to find a sponsor. I don't think so. Yeah. Number four, the quarterfinal lineups are set and will feature Norway versus England, France versus USA, Italy versus the Netherlands, and Germany versus Sweden. Ooh, are you going to the um, France-USA game? Uh, I don't know. To. I've been offered up, I believe, casually, but not like for sure tickets at 60 euros oh, we've been offered the potentially the same tickets so we could be going together oh wow are you down is it 60 euros a good is 60 euros a good price yeah yeah i'd pay more than 60 euros to watch that game okay so how about you want to subsidize mine <laughs> how about you pay 80 for yours and i'll pay 40, 40 for, for mine yours. yeah come on yeah. dude. it'll be a group thing i'll just tell you how much yours are uh and finally number five Uh, Manchester United and Crystal Palace have agreed a fee of 50 million pounds for the transfer of Aaron Juan Bissaka. Is that right? Did I say that right? I'm going to be honest. Bissaka? I don't know much about Aaron. Can't say I do either. So that's a lot of money to be paying to somebody. I was going to say that I don't know much about, but <laughs> but I'm not a uh, I'm not a football expert, am I? So I'm just a football fan. But um, yeah, I'll be very interested. To I hope I hope this is the first step in the right direction for Man United transfers because they've had a sort of a bad track record since that one coach. What was his name, Sir? Sir, 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 Sir something Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, no, since Sir Alec Ferguson left, they've had a bad uh, run of, of, of signings. But uh, yeah, those are the five things you need to know going into your day. Copper 90. So I see you're uh, yeah, sipping on a nice little coffee there yep. from uh, a coffee spot that is featured on the app. Uh, Good coffee. Is that what it's, mm, co it's called? Is that what the app is called? Good coffee. Good uh, co best coffee. Best coffee. Best coffee. Yeah. yeah it's oh, got, I'm going to launch an app got, called Good Coffee. <laughs> it's got monkeys on the yeah on the cup too. Just I like that. that. Um, I see you got that to go from that place. I did. Did they give you any looks when you asked for it to go? No, because I used the French word. What is that? Importé. Importé? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, not oh. aller, which is what I said at first, which basically means coffee to go, go, go. Like aller. <laughs> That's... Uh, yeah, got a few laughs off that one. That's funny. Also, if you're willing to be laughed at, you can probably get a to-go cup mm -hmm. pretty easily. But yeah, I've asked for one to-go one day. Uh, the same coffee shop went in there and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to disrespect you guys. Because it's a proper like barista place. Like yeah. these people take their crafts almost borderline too serious. Yeah. Really, really nice, but almost too serious. Like you're not... And it's no disrespect, but you're not saving lives. Yeah, <laughs> you're making coffee. 
And a good, a good, a great coffee from an, an average coffee can brighten somebody's day. Will make somebody's day fundamentally yeah. better. To be fair, however, probably, probably saved my life a few mornings. Yes. Yeah. How, however, if I tell you, if I preface it with, "I'm really sorry, I have to go," and then because I'm in a hurry, and you say, "Are you sure?" Is that what they said? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I'm sorry, I have to get this to go. I'm in, I'm in a really big hurry. No disrespect to the coffee." And the guy was like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, are you serious? Like, are you questioning whether I'm in a hurry or not? Was like, he fucking I, with you? No, no, he's being serious. I mean, they, they, they are gen- naturally that way. Um, yesterday, they had, I went with Ethan and they, they, they drew like um, some sort of animal with like wings on it. And then the woman came over and she was like walking us through it. She's like, I'm really sorry. I just didn't really paint that the right way. Like, I didn't have like a really strong hand in while the I was doing that. In the coffee. Like, in the cream. You really should have, you, sh- you really should have like, like led onto that and be like, oh, it's really honestly not a great piece can, of art. Yeah, can you, can you do it again? <laughs> to be fair, it, it was, a, it was a, I think it was a um, s- cappuccino or something. It was a bigger one. They're expensive here. Was it among, this was five. Five fifty, right? This was five euros. Yeah. It's like five yeah. and up, which is pretty, is that it's, 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 it's on yeah, the high end um, for Pad- sure. Paris is not cheap. Yeah. The it double is. espresso is three eighty. One day they saw that I came in multiple times and they started giving me 30 cents off. Since then, I haven't gotten it again, which is like kind of messed up. <laughs> That's because you asked it to go. Yeah. And they've looked down on you ever since. It's also still hot here in Paris. It is hot and it's not going to get colder. You worked out with no AC at yeah, the gym? Yeah, dude. So basically, I, I didn't know what to do about gym while I was here to like sign up for classes or to just join a gym. But then I discovered a gym that literally is in the same building as my apartment, but it's like super old school. It's basically like, uh, I think it's like a Turkish hammam and a gym and a swimming pool, but the gym is like straight out the eighties. I saw that. It looked like the back of like an old train seat that you were on when you took the picture today. There's pictures of like Arnie everywhere <laughs> um if you need some uh, inspo but um, well, he's he's a generational inspiration so he like is. he's not like he it's not like arnold schwarzenegger goes out of style it, no well in fact the pictures are so old what he's wearing is like come back into fashion like he's wearing like really <laughs> f- like trendy cortez like footwear and stuff cortez footwear spandex and a fanny pack yeah I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, welcome to that's, shortage mate that's creamfields <laughs> that's creamfields yeah. 2019 literally spend one day in portland oregon and like that's half of the crowd <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was, I've, I've ended up joining that gym, which is kind of, it's kind of nice because it's, it's a bit empty and stuff, but there's no AC. It was like 30 odd degrees in there this morning. That's warm. But you know, that's cool. It's part of the training. I went for a run. Uh, did you listen to us? I did actually. I had missed the la- last two episodes. So I listened to one and then the second, like two days ago on, uh, when I got back, but it was, I, I found just one route that I do. I was like, you know what? It'd be good. You can actually see some really cool stuff when you run through the city, but the mm. city is also super treacherous to run in. There's like every turn is a five point turn. There's n- like somebody who built the city was like, you know, like fuck a grid. Let's just put corners everywhere where you can just go five different directions and bike lanes go both ways. And scooters are like optionally on the street or on the sidewalk and like those things. Is- so I was like, I got my one route and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not going to change it anymore. I, c- I can't remember when, exactly it was but at some point the mayor of paris got an architect to basically uh restructure all the roads in paris so they they um knocked down loads of old well not loads of old but loads of loads of housing and that's why the wide the the roads are like wider here than they are in london 
Oh. So at some point they just like demolished Paris and got them to restructure. I think it was like that had to upset some people. Ago. That was a deurbanization of a city. Is uh... yeah, I'm trying to remember the, the guy's name. I learned that on my tour the other day. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's not a good thing for people like history. But I mean, obviously, progress is important and to make cities and streets more viable because old streets like you could barely fit a, a carriage. Down, yeah, right? yeah. Like, the, so there was a road that they were trying to build that would go f- straight through of Paris and it was supposed to be a straight line. But then like halfway through, they discovered uh, like a building, a building. Yeah, <laughs> they discovered old uh, Roman well, those things they used to fight in. Colosseum? Like a Colosseum, yeah. yeah. And it's the only Roman Colosseum in, in Paris. Wow. And it just looks like a park or something until you go inside it. So they diverted it slightly to the left, and that's why it goes slightly to the left, but it's supposed to be going straight. And they've kept them. And there's only two Roman sites in... There's Baths and there's that, and those are the oldest uh, sites in Paris. Really? Yeah. So this was like a, a Roman Empire... It was anything else. It was, yeah. That's like crazy. most places. This is now <laughs> also a history podcast. Yeah. So... Entertainment, guys. Entertainment. Come on. If you find history entertaining, you have no idea what we have in store for you. Um, <laughs> some big matches coming up. We are down to the final eight. Yeah. Uh, uh, Norway versus England. Holy moly. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to fly it to Ibiza. Uh, so when back. you land, it'll be over? Like it starts? So I fly back tonight at half eight. So I'll literally be getting on the plane and it'll start... Uh, 30 minutes later and then when I land I land at half 10 so unless it goes into extra time it could well be over and half 10 is 10.30? in the evening yeah okay so that's a very that's a very confusing phrase by the way the half 10 it's not a thing is it? no it's not a thing in the USA in the US and A like half 10 would probably be 9.30 to most people in the US huh? you're halfway to 10 (laughs) Half ten. Half ten would be nine thirty. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. My mate said this the other day. He's living out in LA at the moment, and big up SG Lewis. He's a musician as well. And he said two, half two, and people did not understand what he was talking about. If you said half two, I would show up at one thirty. One hundred percent. The way I would hear that is like halfway to two would be. So what do you say? You say thirty minutes past two. We say. 230. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like the number system is all right, so why do we need to make it shorter? Do you say quarter two? Yeah, like, I'll say a quarter to... Two. Yeah. It's 145. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Quarter to two. Yeah, so when I land, I will obviously be checking my phone. It'll be a very stressful flight, I think. You'll need to text, you'll need to text me. Keep me updated. Where's so the I flight to coming back from? Ibiza, again. So it's got to have some Brits on it, right? It's gonna be, you can't be the only... But yeah, but we're going to we're going to and from Paris, okay. so probably not. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I that flight that I took the other day from Paris to Ibiza, I actually forgot I was going to Ibiza because I'm so used to the flights from London being so ridiculously rowdy that I was like, "Where am I going? Oh yeah, I'm going to Ibiza." Those are the forgot. ones where they like people like chant on them. Oh yeah. Like yell. It's just it's like, like a party. It's like a party. On it's the like plane. seven groups of like bachelor parties on their way out. I remember, I remember going straight from a wedding to having to go to a gig in Ibiza and I bought like extra leg room because I thought this is going to be really rowdy. I just want that extra leg space. But that extra leg space actually turned turned into being like a stand-up party for people with a boombox. Wow. I was like, this is not do, what... 
Having spent the last 10 years in music that you have, do you think you have a higher than normal patience for people who are intoxicated? Like, are you, have you like, have have you muted them in your head to where like, I get very irritated if I'm sober around people that are like way over the top now. And, and I just don't have an ability to be around it. Whereas like you, you. There, it's all. It must be all around you all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm totally used to it now. Yeah. yeah. There's obviously some people who like maybe cross the line a little bit with like personal space or whatever. But then I'm also like I'm in a club and everyone's drinking and stuff. So it's not. It's, it's like I'm not walking to a club and be like, I don't know. You just expect it, right? Yeah. You expect it. So, but I imagine it. That can be quite annoying coming from your background, which is completely different. You're surrounded by athletes all the time. Yeah. I mean, I I just. Pretty sober sometimes. I've been out and stuff throughout the years, like sober when other people are on a completely different wavelength than me. And that doesn't bother me so much as as it does like now, like you you were the frequency at which you were surrounded by, by people who are, who are just like enjoying themselves on another level. Yeah. Is so frequent that you'd almost have to find a way to survive, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm usually like the most sober one in there, to be honest. But I actually enjoy watching people have a good time. It's quite yeah. nice. Um, I used to get more, a lot more involved when I was younger, but now it's kind of something, well, something definitely I've grown out of, and, so, and something that I was never really like super hard into anyway. But now I just quite like watching people have a nice time. I think it's a cool thing, yeah. and then and then basically get to provide their playlist for the night. Which is cool. That's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. Nice. You can have an outcome on there. You can have them telling a story down the line of like, remember when. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, it's cool. Yeah, I like to sit back and watch. It's, it's good. Um, but yeah, please keep me updated. Do you think that flight will have Wi-Fi on it? No, no, I don't think so. I took it the other day and it didn't. How long is that flight again? Two hours. Two hours. It's exactly basically the, pretty much a little bit longer than a game. Are they mostly budget airlines that do that route? Like do... BA do it. Generally? Uh, okay. British British Airways do it, but apart from that, yes, yeah, like all the all the cheap ones. Actually, the only time I've got Wi-Fi on a short flight is in America. Really? Yeah, touring in America, but in Europe, not really. No, I've never gone a two-hour flight and got Wi-Fi. Well, to be fair, you're in like one country with one like service provider, and you could still be flying seven hours in the U.S. and still be in your country in the U.S. That's true. Yeah. So oh, it wouldn't be great. To- oh, I tell you what, I took a long-haul flight to Australia and I watched football on it. It was like, like they had live, it was live. live yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was live, yeah. God, that, they need to make that a thing, don't they? I what, think I've, I've missed a few major games? games in my life being on flights. Yeah. But, but, you know, I see people all the time posting, like, catching up with the whatever or, like, watching something. And it's always live, live, live TV. Some of the airlines have direct TV in the U.S. No, I would pay, no, I would no pay. free plugs, but um, apparently you get, like, satellite TV of, like, live sports. If it was, like, a big game and I was on a flight, I would definitely pay for it. Yeah. 100%. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to get that. So Heath, Heath updates when I land would be fantastic. Yeah. Honest ones. <laughs> yeah, I was already thinking like, wow, I should just be a real bad person about yeah. this. <laughs> and be like, go, 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 go. No, yeah. No, yeah, no I wouldn't that. do that to you. There's too much pressure. Like maybe in the group stages, but you know, I'll, 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 I'll uh, shoot some updates to you. Please do. As they come. Um, So we've got a unsung icon on today's show um, who has worked behind the scenes uh, for many years in FIFA, which I'm sure historically is a difficult place to work as a woman. Yeah. I would love to have this one and then the one that like 
we would never get on this show because I know that there's some <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, that we're yeah. not going to get here just because it's FIFA. Like if you were by proxy at FIFA, there was a lot of things that you either heard uh, in the rumor mill or were like privy to. Yeah, dude, I'm crazy. not going to lie. I met someone who used to work at FIFA the other day and they were telling me all sorts and I was like, it's a Then there was like a red dot place. like tracking you across your like forehead. I got followed home by like three <laughs> black <blackout> cars. <laughs> Just to make sure you got home safe, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, 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 just so you got home safe. Um, but yeah, this is Priscilla Janssens. The Unsung Icons. My name is uh, Priscilla Janssens. I'm from uh, the Netherlands, and I will be working as a general coordinator at the Women's World Cup. And I will be in charge of the Paris Stadium, the Parc des Princes. And uh, I will be a sort of operational director of the stadium, so in charge of the whole operation at the venue, not just at the stadium, but also the, the team hotels, the training sites, the fan zones in the city. We have a lot of activities around the stadium. So all of that will be under my control and, and of course, my team. I started off in 1998. I started working for Ajax in Amsterdam and I was in charge of helping the foreign players. A lot of especially young foreign players came to Ajax. The likes of Zlatan, Mido, Maxwell, young players from Scandinavia, from Africa, from South America, all over the world. And I would pick them up from the airport. I would be their first point of contact for anything actually outside of the football pitch. And then I went to uh, UEFA. I went to work for the Men's Euro in Portugal. I was in charge of the team services, uh, helping the federations before they came with their hotels, their training camps, their logistics, transport, everything you can imagine. And then I went on to work as a venue director. I would be in charge of, of the organization of the home matches for a club that had qualified for a European tournament. So either the Champions League or Europa League. For instance, I did Arsenal for three years. And then for UEFA, I've also won Women's Euros in the same role as I'm doing for this World Cup. And I started working for FIFA in 2015 as a general coordinator. I started with the Women's World Cup in Canada. Then uh, I went on to doing the, the Olympics in Brazil. I was in charge of the stadium in Manaus, in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> and then last year, uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to be the first woman chosen for the Men's World Cup. And I was in charge of the stadium in Rostov. And now this year, it's the Women's World Cup. So... A lot of great experiences along the way. I've worked in so many great stadiums and, you know, what makes a great stadium? That's the underlying question. Is it if the pitch is amazing? The Arsenal pitch is definitely amazing. That must have been probably the best pitch I've worked at. It can also be, you know, the team uh, facilities or media facilities or hospitality facilities. And also in terms of atmosphere, sometimes the stadium with the best facilities doesn't have the best atmosphere. Me, myself, I'm a Boca Juniors fan, and I'm sure the Boca Stadium, the Bombonera, wouldn't pass any of UEFA or FIFA's tests for a stadium inspection. <laughs> but if you go to a match there and, and you feel the atmosphere and you can feel the stadium dancing and rocking back and forth, then, yeah, you know, in that sense, then that's the best stadium. It's all about the definition you give to the best stadium. I have a lot of achievements that I've been very proud of. 
I really like the groundbreaking role I have as a woman, being the first female venue director for UEFA, being the first female general coordinator at the Men's World Cup. I did that together with a colleague of mine from Australia. We were the first female. And I think by having women, and in this case, myself, doing those roles, that we are really creating a pathway for other women. For me, that's the most important because the effect is much bigger than only for myself. I find that much more interesting and much more satisfying than whatever my own personal experience is. You're talking about challenges in this World Cup. I think our biggest challenge, which is going to be, but it still needs to be proven, will be the pitch. We have seven matches with two days in between, in fact, every third day a match, which means the pitch is going to be under a lot of pressure. And of course, in football, pitch is, you know, the most important because that's where the game takes place. And there are factors that we don't have in our own hands, especially the weather. You know, if you have a heavy rain during a match, it really damages your pitch. And if you have another match two days later, it's going to be a big, big challenge to get the pitch back in shape. What I understand, we have fantastic groundskeepers at Paris, one of the most experienced ones in the world. I'm looking forward to, to working with them and to facing that challenge together. Copper 90, football inside out. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. 
all backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I can't believe she was at IX when Zlatan went to IX. Imagine that. I read Zlatan's book and it was like a pretty crazy arrival to IX, but she picked him up from the airport. She picked up the players when she was working at IX. She was like a... Uh, manager, like a team manager, like player manager. How old was uh, Zlatan when he went to Ajax? I think like 17. Yeah, maybe? he was young, wasn't he? 18. I've seen the pictures and he's like this really tall, like goofy looking fella. Yeah. I mean, he's still a tall, goofy looking <laughs> yeah, yeah, fella. Yeah, he he's just, he's just the, he's just become Zlatan <laughs> along the way, uh, which is pretty crazy. She was also the venue manager for the World Cup in Manaus, which was the one that's in the middle of the jungle, which I think has become like a car park. Like they've, they're using it as like a parking lot now. What? It was the stadium that was built literally in the middle of the jungle of Brazil. Yeah. And imagine, like it's one thing to be like a, a, a venue manager or a venue coordinator or, or any sort of executive type of level like that in a place where you have constant resource around you. You're in the middle of the jungle. Like nothing's happening quickly there. It's got to be a pretty challenging role for her uh, to have accomplished what she did. Yeah, the logistics of that must have been really hard work. What is it? Car? It's a car park now. I think it's a car park, and they've like taken parts of it apart. They're, they're building a lot of these World Cup stadiums now as modular ones because they can take them back down into smaller right. sizes that fit uh, local teams and whatnot. But I don't think I don't even know if Manaus has like a football team um, to put in there. No, it's like an indigenous part of Brazil. Imagine the bug scenario when playing a nighttime game there. Yeah. Oof, they're probably like the size of my hand. Yeah, but you're on their land, you know, leave those bugs That's alone. true. No, no, I'm not, I'm not out in them. No shade on the bugs. <laughs> no shade on the bugs. No shade on the bugs. But if one of just those guys... It just sounded very aggressive, like you were trying to say kill all bugs. If you know? it lands on my face, <laughs> I'm just not uh, promising their safety. That's what yeah, I'm saying. That's fair. That's invading your personal space on their land. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing that she had mentioned in here <laughs> was that her favorite team was Boca, Boca Juniors. Yeah. And was yeah. saying that they would never pass a, like a safety test of the stadium. It was basically like they, if FIFA went and did like a, a whatever test. Like health and safety test. Yeah, yeah. That it definitely wouldn't pass but the atmosphere and like the way that stadium shakes when the people go crazy is like, it's a real thing. Of, part of the charm. But also, <laughs> but it's also terrifying. A alarming. Yeah. <laughs> Have but you ever been there? Ever been to? I've never been to Argentina, actually. Okay. Yeah, me yeah. neither. I'd love to go. Me too. I would love to see. Uh, obviously, Ellie, who did the inside scores, went down there for the River Plate Boca Juniors um, Copa Libertadores final. Yeah. And that was insane. The one that was like had to be played in a neutral ground and it got postponed and like all kinds of crazy. There was like flooding the first time and then there was like riots on the bus that got the game got canceled and eventually went to, I think River Plate won it. Right? Yeah. Didn't they win? I don't know. Um, I'm, that's terrible if I don't know that. But like Ellie went down there and experienced it and it looked, I mean, that's a rare derby that like is is just like fueled by by so much history but i would love to go down there and catch a match yeah if you want to check it out it's on uh copenite's youtube channel yeah. i haven't watched that one actually i need to but it's an hour it's like a feature length documentary, documentary yeah, yeah it's one of the first ones that we we just sort of let ride for that long because so many things happened that mm. you just couldn't cut out details yeah i try i try to go and watch like a sporting event if i ever have downtime uh when i'm touring yeah uh or even if i'm on holiday actually um we try and go 
I tried to go to, we asked about going to a game while, while I was in Morocco and they were just like, no, it's too dangerous for women. That's what we got told. Really? Yeah. So we didn't go. A friend of mine told me a story of a bazaar in Morocco getting lost in like the bazaars there. Mate, it's like a maze. Yeah. Have you, have you ever been to Morocco? I've never been to Morocco. Mar- so I've been, I've been to Marrakesh and one other place I can't remember, but the, but the, yeah, the bazaars there because they're like tiny little streets and alleyways but everything looks the same and nothing's well lit and there's like left and right turns everywhere. And especially at night, like you can get, I got, we got lost there a bunch of times. It reminds me of a scene of like Aladdin. Actually, it's like, like a film. It's like, it is like a film It's like lots of tiny little streets. Yeah. And like you could get lost and people can like, if somebody was running from you could quickly hide. Yeah. Yeah. We got lost. We got lost quite a few times. And I think sometimes it, it felt like a bit, um, like, what's the word? Not so scary. Scary sounds a bit over the top. But, but also because you know when you're in a place where you, you don't understand the language that's going on around you, it's dark. Yeah, and it's Do a bazaar. I mean? it's, like- and it's, it's also a bazaar where, like, there is no price for everything. Everything's negotiable. Everybody's on a hustle. Like, yeah, everybody's yeah, hustling. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a little bit of con happening. There's just, like, a, it's, it's full of matchstick men. Yeah, you know? it's cool. It's a really cool place, though. And we went to the Atlas Mountains as well, which is amazing. That was really? probably the highlight of it. But yeah, no football. Didn't get to watch any football. I did get to watch. Um, what, what would be too dangerous about it? By I don't. The way? I don't know. The, the, we went when so when we went up to the Atlas Mountains, we had a tour guide, obviously, and we asked him, you know, who's playing, like, what's the local team, and he was like, "Oh, the local team are playing this weekend." But he was like, "You shouldn't go. It's too dangerous." I but we didn't. We didn't really ask too many questions. He just banged on about how it was too dangerous. Is it us. like civil unrest or being like a woman at a stadium? I think it's. I think it was more a woman being a woman at a stadium. Yeah, but I did see weirdly just outside the city. I think it was a really random Premier League team. No, it wasn't. It was like PSG. That was it. PSG had a had like a youth like training camp there. Just That's outside, cool. yeah, just outside the city on the way out. I'm a, I mean, I get it. Yeah, like I'm, I guess like a scouting, like a scouting camp or something. But I just remember seeing big PSG signs, and then I kind of like peeked in, and it was all very nice, 4G pictures. And I was like, "That's interesting." And they speak uh, Arabic and French there. Yeah, is, yeah. It, Arabic is the first language. Arabic's the first language, I think. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Um, I also went to a homecoming college game. In, in Phoenix when like I was on tour. American football? Yeah, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, in Arizona. At Arizona State? Uh, it? Te- University of te- Arizona? It's uh, Tempe. Tempe? It was in Tempe. Okay. Wherever that Where's is. The University of Tempe. Tempe. What came up? Uh, Arizona State. Oh, it is Arizona State, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah That's yeah. a big school. Yeah. I just, I just didn't know where to look. There was so much going on in that game. And I couldn't believe it was like university sport. And it was the homecoming game as well. So I think it was extra special. When I went back to go to college, I almost went to that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Arizona State's one of the best like online university, like it's on campus, but their online university is one of the best in the country. Yeah. The problem was they have a really, really good business school. And because I had left school without finishing my last semester, it killed my grades. And a lot of these online schools, and I'm not saying Arizona State is this way, but what they, they pry on is people having just lives, right? So they don't pry on their graduation rates. They pry on their enrollment rates. Mm-hmm. So they basically, I would have had to go in for a year, get my grades back. So spend a year on tuition to get my grades back up to get into the business program for two years and finish school. So it would have been one more year Extreme. of like 25 grand right, right. just to get back 
to where I was going, where I was like, the one that I ended up going to, Southern New Hampshire University, basically takes you and says, if you're going to online school, we know that you've got like stuff going on. Not that like, it's no longer like this whole like night school thing because you're like a teenage parent type of thing. It's mm-hmm. like people have lives and they want to go back and they want to finish school. And we understand that wherever you stopped along the way, you probably were going through something and we don't want to punish you for being human. Yeah. So you start at zero and you work your grade point average up from there. So you don't get denied into programs because of circumstances you may or may not have been able to control. I mean, think about how many people are out there that are like, had to leave school because they had to take care of a parent or yeah. like a, 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 an, an ill family member or like circumstances change or like financial si- situations change. There's a million reasons why you could not finish school. Yeah. And to be punished for that, I think is a really sick and twisted thing that the U.S. Uh, uni- college system is sort of foundation is built upon. Yeah. Um, and working, rem- working remotely as well is like, to me, it makes so much more sense. Oh, yeah. Not just in education, but in, even in an office system as well. Like spending eight hours in an office. How many of those eight hours are you actually doing something? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's three and a half to four hours that a human can max, like perform at max capacity with right. like their bandwidth. Yeah. Outside Everything of that, that is. And they say also that uh, every time you get distracted in an office environment, it takes 30 minutes for you to regain focus. <laughs> so re- <laughs> regain full focus. So if you really add that all together, but I mean, there were like gone are the days also where like everybody tried these like very progressive, uh, like open format offices, which, which work at a certain size and then no longer work once you get a certain amount of people because of just, there's no longer ability to work in isolation or get stuff done. You're constantly distracted. Yeah. I think, I mean, there are definitely some benefits of being in an office from time to time, obviously getting to know the people that you're working with and like the social aspect and networking and actually building relationships with these people but clocking in and out it sounds like my worst nightmare and I feel like coming from like a sports background as well I just don't feel like we're made to do that to sit there all that's built on trust too right it's like clock in clock out only happens when there's insecurities right when when the trust goes away then people start measuring time as output instead of output as output Mm. so when you have measurable uh, performance stuff and 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 you're trusted then it an, an office space is really important for a lot a lot of reasons there's some things you can't accomplish without being no matter how good technology is like it's good to have face-to-face interaction mm-hmm. is important but the trust of saying if you're going to go away um to know you're going to get your work done is is the most important part there. yeah 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 i work better on the go i think to be honest i don't work well in isolation though no, i like i work well uh being able to get away and do that when i have to but having moved to California at the start of this year, I realized just how much like sport has affected my ability to work in isolation versus in groups. And then a team. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to be in teams. I like to feed off of people. I don't like to. I don't like a blank piece of paper every day to start my day. I yeah. like there to be some sort of parameters on that and people to work with that you can build off of. And maybe I don't have the idea, but maybe I can feed off of your idea and we can make something better or vice versa. Like having that sort of creative stimulation, I think is something that I've realized that I don't do well without. Yeah, I'm the same. I prefer working in a team and I prefer team sports. I think playing individual sport, you really have to be like a special kind of person. Yeah. Like I did gymnastics when I was a kid for a long time and I, I went to... Um, I did it for 10 years, but I only, I only did competitive for like one year. And I was like, nah, I'm not into it. Could you imagine doing a self-hosted podcast of just you just talking, talking into 
just talking. Into the no air. one's responding to you. Like you can have your producers in the room that might nod to you or like appease you with like listening really well. Yeah. But like imagine, could you do that? I don't know. I don't know, you know. I, I feel like but you I'm, do radio though, so that's that's in isolation quite a bit. Yeah, but it's a bit more like it's a bit more like scripted, you know. You know when you you pretty much know when you're coming in and out of links. Yeah, you're tossing the things, bringing it back, yeah, commenting lightly. Co- you, yeah, you co- yeah, commenting very lightly. You might tell a story about you know a gig that you played or like how you found a record. But outside of that, it doesn't really doesn't really leave the realms of music. Mm-hmm. So it's not a conversation. It's just his. You need to get from A to B in a very short amount of time, and this is the time that you need to do it in. Whereas this is like conversational, which I've really, really, really enjoyed actually. But play, but doing it on my own, I do talk to myself quite a lot. I've discovered, <laughs> but maybe not an hour's worth <laughs> yeah. each day. Yeah. Um, the 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 Norway England game. Yeah. Back to that a yeah, little yeah. bit. I'm, uh, nervous. I'm nervous. I was in the process of of. Do you know so? Uh, Norway played Nigeria and won. Yeah. They lost to France. Yes. And then they played, I don't remember who that other one was. They, they played somebody. I was, I, 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 was, I was writing them all down. Um, who else was in their group? Who's in their group? So they played yeah. Korea. So, and then they beat Korea. Yeah. And then went to the knockout rounds and played Australia, oh, that won that. That was a that. good game. That was good and game. now they're facing England. Yeah. Norway haven't been that impressive, to be honest with me. They haven't been bad. But again, we're, we're sort of talking about them in the same way that I would talk about Germany, where they've just been quietly going about their business. Yeah, no, they, no, they haven't been. And I guess they're, they're, we've already faced Japan. And I would say so far they, they've been our toughest opposition and sort of the obvious t- toughest opposition. But like now we're this far in the tournament, like anything can happen. And in, injuries are starting to happen. People are getting sick. We're going to have to move the squad around potentially with a back four that maybe haven't played together this tournament. That's, you know, so it's, it's just different. It's, it's just game by game. It's also it? been really hot the last like yeah. week. Even before this heat wave, it's been hot in these matches. These, there, there is, like, I keep going back to whoever had said it as a guest on our show of like, there's, I think it was Abby who'd said, us when she, said it when she came in. There's nobody that's 100% right now. Yeah, exactly. Whether you've played or not, everybody is just beat and exhausted and you're trying mm-hmm. to get another 90 minutes in the quarters, and then you have a semis and a fi- potentially final. Yeah. And there, you know what? There's a, there was a few times in the Cameroon match where they got put through into goal and they didn't put those chances away. And we cannot make those. Um, we can't make those mistakes against teams later in the tournament because they're just going to, they're going to put those, they're going to put those chances away. And of the other matches, mm-hmm. Italy, Netherlands, Germany, Sweden, and France US. Which one are you most excited about? Um, obviously, the France US game is going to be massive, but Italy, Netherlands, actually, I'm pretty excited about. It's crazy to think that Netherlands started the tournament some somewhat questionable, right? They've had a had a poor run after winning the Euros mm-hmm. and are slowly again kind of coming into form. But they could have easily lost yesterday too. Yeah. Or two days ago. Yeah, easily. I think I think Japan was a stronger team. I think everyone was quite disappointed to not see Japan. Uh, go through here anyway after watching the game because they were on top of the game for the majority against it went against the run of play that yeah. that handball but you know the, it, the shot was, was on target so it could have gone in if it didn't hit a hand but um, but for both of them uh, one of them is going to be in the semi-finals yeah yeah like, one of what either Italy or Netherlands who you wouldn't have expected to be there are going to get two more matches yeah. so they'll get there is a third place match right yeah there's yeah. a third place game um and they're going to get two more matches and they're going to potentially finish in the top four 
or one of them will finish in the top four in the world. Yeah, I, I think I would like to see Italy go through. And I think they could. I think they could be in the Netherlands. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. Uh, Miedema liked my photo that I posted of her. <laughs> and now I've got an affinity for You're her. You're being biased. Yeah, now. I am being totally biased. Like, you you, you chucked back a reply, like, <laughs> ah, fan for life. Okay. okay. Humanize, she, she, she humanized herself. Um, no, but Italy, again, like, that's the run that I'd like to see. It's just cool to see. I know most of them play for Juventus. Yeah. Uh, but... For a country with such a stable, strong, well, I guess it's not, Syria is not stable. Um, but like just in general, it was like they're, they're adding fuel to why the league there could, could be great. Whereas most of the Dutch girls play in France or England, England. or other leagues. Yeah, yeah. Yo, if we beat Norway tonight, we're going to play you or France. That's crazy. This whole side, this side, I, I don't know, this side of the table there's so many strong teams in it, more so than the other, I think. Right. So, I mean, imagine in four years from now, right, is you're going to add Italy to a, as a competitor mm-hmm. in this, as one of the favorites. Yeah. You're going to add Spain as one of the competitors and yeah. favorites. Add the next generation of Japan players who will yeah. now be four years older because it's a pretty young young squad. Like Australia still, like you're, you're increasing the pool of quality if four years from now, the infrastructure and investment into the women's game continues at the momentum that it is now. Like we're going to be talking about the round of sixteen as the as the the barrier of entry for like wow every one of these matchups is a good matchup yeah. as opposed to what we're seeing now final eight you're like these are all sick teams yeah yeah right? that's what was really exciting watching Japan the other day as well they were all so young like they didn't even bring some of their veteran players and the football the style of football they were playing was so attractive it was in terms of like the game watching a game it was probably the best football we've seen. They're just so aware of everything they're doing. Like everything has a purpose that they're doing. The runs they make, the ball movement, the the, the movement off the ball. Um, Just everything just has a a purpose. It's not just like young footballers just running around because they're full of energy. They're all like grounded in in like tactical prowess. Yeah, it's a real team. It's like a well structured team. Everyone's there playing together rather than like individuals. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. That's another episode. Uh, This is Football Inside Out. We'll be back tomorrow. So make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And leave us a review because we love those and we'll read them on the show. And subscribe to the newsletter. Head to copa90.com slash WC19 and click or tap on Copa90 France Daily to sign up. And get in touch because we'd love to hear from you as well. Send us emails and voice notes to footballinsideout at copa90.com. We like fan mail. We like reading you guys out. Uh, and tweet us using the hashtag, hashtag copa90insideout, and we will see you tomorrow. This is a We Are Great production for Copa90. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.